0: What's up guys? Hope you all are having a great day. So we're going to talk about something that um, is probably important for a lot of people um, today. You know, a lot of people have struggles with their relationship with food and um, a lot of people do things in their everyday life, whether it's just thought patterns that they have, um, beliefs that they uphold or behaviors that they do that are continuously contributing to a struggling and unhealthy relationship with food. And lots of times people don't even realize it. And so today I kind of just wanna shed some light on some of those practices. And these are, again, all practices that we are going to want to avoid when we are trying to heal our relationship with food. So you may recognize some of these as things that you've been doing. And if you do, then, you know, start paying closer attention, start paying closer attention to your thoughts um, and your actions and, you know, what is causing these thoughts and actions to come about. Because remember, the first step is always awareness, right? We have to become aware of our struggles and what is, perpetuating this unhealthy relationship with food if we want to fix it and change it. So I'm just running through a couple different things we want to avoid. One of them is punishing yourself with either having less food or more exercise when you slip up. So if you're following some kind of program or protocol and you slip up, you know, maybe you accidentally go over your calories or you just eat too much or you missed a workout, we don't ever want to punish ourselves when that happens by pulling away more food or by making ourselves do more exercise, right? Because this, this just teaches us the mindset that like, if we slip up, it's, it's just a huge deal that we have to punish and we have to make up for it. Right. But that will just enforce a really unhealthy relationship with not just food, but also exercise, right? Like we don't want to get ourselves caught, get ourselves caught in that loop where, you know, we're just scolding ourselves and shaming ourselves, making ourselves, Either eat less or do extra workouts just because we had a tiny slip up. Right. So the alternative to that is just, you know, every time something that like that happens, I always tell people to reflect on it, you know, like, don't just forget about it and like shove it away in the corner. It's always a great time to reflect on it and to learn more about yourself whenever you have a mistake. Right. Remember, like, we, we typically learn more from our slip ups and our mistakes than we do from our successes. So it's a perfect opportunity to look back and ask yourself, you know, what could have caused this to happen? Like, was there a certain trigger that happened? Like, what was going on that day? Um, what was going on through my mind when I was making these decisions? So reflect on it, learn as much as you can from it, analyze that situation, um, create as much awareness as you can around that situation, and then just give yourself grace and move forward and get right back on track, right? And like, I know that sounds so simple, but that's often the part that's hardest for people, right? Like we're really hard on ourselves. Um, we, we We are our biggest critics and lots of us have a hard time to give ourselves that grace, but- you know, just being mean to yourself and just dwelling on it and like keeping yourself in that loop is never going to amount to anything good. Like the best thing you can do, like I said, is just realize that you're just a human being and you're gonna make mistakes. Like there's there's no one that goes through a journey like this and and it does it perfectly. Like it's gonna happen. Those slip ups are inevitable. So you just want to accept that and give yourself the same patience that you would a friend or a loved one or just anyone else that you care about in your life. Lots of times when we start to think about it from that perspective and we put ourselves in someone else's shoes and like ask ourselves like, okay, like if my best friend, if my if my child, if my parent did this and made this mistake, like, would I be shaming them the way that I'm shaming myself or would I give them, would I give them grace? And when I let them know that it's okay to make a mistake and nothing is ruined, you just have to get right back on track, right? So another one is completely eliminating certain foods just because they're high calorie or because they're fattening or because they're they're bad for you right whatever reason it may be um when it comes to just completely eliminating certain foods or sometimes even entire food groups unless there's like a legitimate you know like health medical reason to remove a food lots of times that restriction that like complete restriction is what causes our relationship with food to go sideways. Because if you tell yourself like, oh, I I can never have this food and you do that for months and months on end, you're going to end up wanting that food so much more than you would have if you had just let yourself like have it occasionally here and there, right? It's like reverse psychology. Like when someone tells you not to think about something, Like, you just want to think about that. Like, you just want to do it even more. And it makes, and it's so much harder not to. And it's the same thing with this. Like, we want what we cannot have a lot of the times, right? And so, and, and not only that, but it's just entirely unnecessary to completely eliminate a certain food. You know, that, that comes back to a root, the root issue of believing that you cannot have those foods and still reach your goals, which is also entirely untrue. So a good alternative to that is something that I love to talk about, which is the 80-20 rule. Some people do 85-15, 80-20, whichever one you prefer. Um, Lots of people find that that's a really good, healthy, sustainable balance, right? And that basically just means like 80% of the time you're eating those wholesome foods that are nourishing, that are good for your body. And then the other 20% of the time, you know, you're eating more of those fun foods that, you know, while they may not be the best for you physically necessarily, they are really good at helping you maintain a healthy relationship with food and they allow you more food freedom and they allow you to go out, you know, and, and eat out with friends and family and, and participate in social events that involve foods like that. Right. So 80, 20 rules, a great way to go. Um, and, another thing is like, ask yourself, you know, like, are, am I really going to be able to eliminate this, this food or all these foods for life? Like, is this something I'm willing to do forever? Right. Cause if it's not, then it's probably not the best path for you. It's probably not the path that's going to work. Right. Remember that we need to be able to sustain this lifestyle in order to sustain your results. So unless you're never going to eat pizza again, or never going to eat cake again, then it's probably not going to work out. Right. So another one is thinking of foods as good or bad, right? So having like these really strong, like positive versus negative labels when it comes to food. Um, I mean, this one's pretty straightforward, right? Like if we're constantly telling ourselves like, yeah, these foods are bad, these are not good for us, these are unhealthy, um, these are, you know, cheat foods. Um, You know, that can create that dichotomy in our brain. Like whenever we are faced with those foods, like we can become fearful of them and we can become afraid of eating them and we can have a hard time eating them, Right. And so an alternative, instead of using such like strongly like positive and negative labels, just go for labels that are a little bit more neutral. Or um, just don't highlight that aspect, right? So I like to I like to go with like things like wholesome foods or whole foods, um, and then I like to say like instead of cheat foods or bad foods, like treat foods or fun foods, um, or like instead of saying cheat meals, you can say it's just a free meal, right? And so like you saying it's a treat food or a fun food is not going to have that same like negative association that calling it a cheat food or a bad food will, right? All right. Another one is doing extreme low calorie diets. Um, This kind of is similar to completely eliminating certain foods in that, you know, if you're just, if you're severely under eating or just under eating to any degree for an extended period of time, um, I mean, your cravings are going to skyrocket, right? Like when you are eating less food, it actually, Over time, will increase um, the amount of ghrelin in your body. And ghrelin is a hormone that controls kind of your cravings and your appetite. And it's going to skyrocket and you're going to feel that. And the longer that you do these extreme low calorie diets, like the more unhealthy your relationship with food is going to become. You're you're, you're just going to want those foods so much more. And it's going to become like over time, like for lots of people, it becomes like all they think about all day, every day, because they've been restricting themselves to such an extreme degree for so long. And I mean, um, and it's not even that they're restricting themselves from specific foods. It's that they're restricting themselves from enough calories in general. And so their body's literally just not getting enough calories. And of course, like our body wants us to survive, like our body wants us to live. And so if it's getting that message, it's going to make you want to eat more and more and more. And this is often how we get into, you know, a really dangerous cycle of, of binge eating you know, like having periods of time where we're we're very restrictive followed by periods of time where we just end up giving in and we end up eating a lot in a certain period of time and we get stuck into the cycle. And so, you know, the alternative is, you know, do your research before you start anything. Um, Understand that, you know, eating at 14, 13, 12 et cetera, hundred calories is not appropriate for almost anyone. Um, and, you know, learn from trusted sources, how to lose fat sustainably and in a healthy manner, or if you, you know, are kind of fearful and, and you're having trouble, like knowing what to trust and what to believe, which is totally understandable because there's a lot of, you know, misleading information out there then hire a trusted professional you know have don't make it all up to you put it in someone else's hands that is an expert in this and that has a proven track record of helping people in the manner that you want to be helped in to help guide you Uh, whether it's us or anyone else that you trust like we just want to make sure at the end of the day that you guys are taken care of and you're in good hands. And the last one is following up a treat or a meal with exercise to burn off the calories or not allowing yourself to have that treat unless you've earned it. So this is kind of similar to the first one. So again, like we don't want to teach ourselves that we need to exercise in order to go out and have a treat. We don't want to, we don't want to teach ourselves that, um, we cannot do that unless we've burned all of those calories first. Like that is a very, very toxic mentality to get into. And it's really easy to get sucked into that. And I mean, you'll find yourself in a place where like, like you, you will truly feel the need to work out excessively. And that can get, that can get into the realm of like people that, you know, End up working out and doing cardio like six, seven days a week because they're to the point where they feel like they have to do that in order to eat these certain foods that they want to have. And so, you know, the alternative is reminding yourself that food is not just like a tree. It's not just a reward. Like it's, it's a necessity, right? Like we need food to live. We need food to enough food to thrive and to survive and, and perform at our best every day. And you should never have to earn that or, or work for it. Right. Um, another good way to think about this, that's like lots of times, like really eye opening for a lot of people is if you have kids or if you don't like, just imagine if you have kids, like, is that the mentality that you would want them to learn? Like, would you want to teach them that, you know, like in order to be able to have dessert, like you have to go run on the treadmill first, right? Like if you think about it from that perspective, like it's like, wow, like, no, like I would never teach that to them. So why would I do that to myself, right? And recognize that, you know, as you're working through these old thought patterns that you might be struggling with, recognize that, you know, as you stop those old thought patterns and come up with new ones, it will take a minute to take hold, right? If you've been doing these practices or these um, behaviors or have had these beliefs for A long time, and for a lot of people, it's it's like as long as they can remember, it's years, right? Then that's years and years of your brain taking that neural pathway and and making that pathway deeper and deeper, right? And so it is. It definitely is a process that requires a lot of dedication and consistency and patience, um, because you know you're basically pruning away that that old neural pathway and wearing down a new one in your brain. And the more times that you stop that old pathway and Take this new one, the more the deeper that new one's going to become. And eventually, someday, you're just going to wake up and that's going to be your brain's preferred pathway. So um, definitely a little bit of a tedious process, but it's so worth it. And, um, like, you'd be shocked at like, what a difference that can make in just your overall headspace, like how much more calm you can feel, how much more at peace you can feel. Um, you know, our brain, our brain is, is plastic, right? Like neuroplasticity is a real thing. And so we can absolutely take advantage of that and completely change the way that we see and approach things. Um, so that was all of them. I love it. Thank you, Candace. Very, very good information. Absolutely. Yeah. If y'all have any questions at all, please just drop them below and I'll be happy to give you, give you guys some help. Like even like any specific things that you guys might be struggling with, with your relationship with, with food, like specific examples, like you're welcome to drop them below. Or if you want to just privately message me, you're, you're more than welcome to do so as well. Awesome. Thank you. See y'all later.